0: This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.
1: d spring is almost here. It means you need to bust out the cargo shorts and emerge from your winter hibernation. But before you do that, make sure your balls are ready for action. Do that by using all the fine products over at Manscaped.com. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscape obsesses over their technological developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we can get their gear in your hands with 20% off plus free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Your balls will thank you
0: absolute movie degeneracy
1: hey everybody arch here and i've got a special episode i'm not gonna say special guest because some of you've heard him before and you know he's not that special what is going on
2: tom well you know uh the past few times you've had me on it was to talk politics and I, i have to say it's a it's a huge relief to take this detour from the the scum underworld of politicians and you know to do a 180 and talk about hollywood elites Right,
1: they're they're all none of them are scumbags. None of them are you know.
2: Yeah, you know, we're in we're in we're in heaven comparatively. You know, <laughs> the, we're out of the underworld. Uh, those
1: yeah, for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a quick refresher. Tom here works for NPR.
2: It's true. Yes, do the Radio Lab sound effect for about thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's with NPR. So he knows snobbery. Tom, do you think that translates to film snobbery pretty well?
2: Well. I, yeah, I mean, I was into film snobbery way before I got an NPR, I think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going back to my roots by you having me on today to talk Oscars. We have talked movies
1: before in the past, but that, that was a different life for time. All right, so we are here to talk Oscars. We're going to see if we can't find ways to make some money on this. Looking at this, though, Tom, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of surprises <laughs> out there. What, what's your read on it?
2: I I agree. This this seems like perhaps the most boring year uh, in a long time. Although, you know, last year was kind of a last year was sort of an upset. So there's there's the possibility for upsets. But if you go by really the main thing I look at when I predict Oscars is the guilds. And uh, if the guild wins are to be believed in terms of how they will play out, this will be exactly what everyone's expecting.
1: Mm. Mm, Okay. well, let's get to it. Best picture. What do you like? Who are your favorites?
2: Oh, we're going to start with best picture. That's that's the most exciting one. Everyone's sure, going to sure. tune up. Oh, where, did, start where do
1: you want to start? How far back down did you go on my list? We can go.
2: Uh, oh, I went. I went all the way down. Oh no, shit. Well, except the original score, I don't have a ton of thoughts on. But we, <laughs> we can start there as a tease, and you know, build our way to the big. Okay, stuff.
1: let's. Okay, let's do it. Uh, uh, all right, music, original song.
2: I'm excited now. Oh, what do you, you got? Well, did you? I, I'm going to guess here that you did not watch One Night in Miami.
1: You know, I'm just, you can make a safe bet that I didn't watch any of these movies this year.
2: <laughs> you know, I, so I've seen, uh, I did not watch the Will Ferrell one because I just, you know, life's too short. Um, I, but I, I think, so the odds are saying basically that One Night in Miami is the likely winner. And I, yeah, I think it is, I think that's true because we, there's a couple elements that go into uh, the Oscar winning, which has really nothing to do with quality. You know, you've got, mainly even less important than whether anyone saw the movie is how big of an awards push did the studio give it mm. and then uh is anybody like celebrating a lifetime achievement Or is there uh, just like a really popular person who everyone feels like they just need to celebrate that person? Uh, And then also there's the element, which is they want to seem progressive and cool. And so, you know, occasionally you do get like a pick that maybe would not have won, but they like the idea that, oh, we're going to give this to somebody who's a little bit more diverse than who's won in the past. This is, you know, sort of the newest trend. They they didn't have that trend for about 80 years, but now it's a thing.
1: Spike Lee knows about that trend not existing when he was... (laughs) Yeah. yeah
2: oh and this year that applies to him too he's he, you don't see him anywhere on here um, but no one night in miami it's you know it was one of a bunch of movies that had come out toward the end of this year that were about there were true stories about notable black people in america and so I, I think one night in miami because it is a music movie and because it does fit that bill and it's not one like judas and the black messiah or the trial of chicago seven i think it likely gets it because it's not going to win anything big Uh, and it is, it does have good music. So that's definitely where I'd put my money, which is a boring pick. But, uh, I, for the upset, I will go with the Will Ferrell one because comedies don't generally win anything big. And so I think this is a, uh, a not important enough category that they might go for something goofy
1: and and still keep their street cred.
2: Yeah. They don't feel like they've diminished themselves.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll say that, uh, when I sent you the odds speak now was minus 200. Minus 138 now, and uh, the Life Ahead song, that's gaining a little ground on it.
2: You know, that it, it, there certainly could be an upset because it's not like this is a, a heavily, uh, you know, this, this is not a, a priority sort of category for a whole lot of people, but the, the life ahead to me just doesn't have a lot of buzz. I, I don't nope. think that there's a whole lot of uh, studio push here. I don't think people really know what that is, what movie that is, what song that is. Uh, so I I'm, I personally would not pick that one, but okay. there's always the chance of an upset. Oh,
1: I like it, though. Speak Now and that other song by Will Ferrell that I'm not even going to try and pronounce. Yeah, same here. All right. We're going to move up the list here. Animated feature. Tom, I know you've got a bunch of kids. You like watching children movies
2: i yeah all my kids are always dragging me to the theater well not anymore but uh you know they used to drag me to the theater all the time and uh this this is uh this is i'd say this one's a good parable for society in general right now which is disney has bought lucasfilm they've bought marvel uh they own streaming market they own hulu they've got a monopoly on everything including best animated feature film so i'd be shocked if soul doesn't win
1: it's it's in the bag huh? just just 100 percent
2: I, I would, yeah, I really don't think there's any chance. And the, the market seems to agree, so yeah. uh, I, I'm not going to say. I don't even know what the upset movie would be here.
1: Shaun of the Sheep, is that, uh what's his name, Wallace and Gromit, dude? Has, I think he, it was, has yeah. he ever
2: lost? He's never lost, right? In uh, of- I, well, did anyone see this one? Because we also have another element this year, which is you had to be kind of creative with how anybody even saw your movie. So, you, like, you you traditionally, a movie like that probably would get some buzz because everyone would take their kids to it, but... Mm-hmm. Nobody took kids to movie theaters, really. And uh, there wasn't really the same kind of buzz, whereas Soul dropped on Disney Plus, which was the, the savvy move, really, in 2020.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. That's a good point. All right, Soul minus 2,500. Yeah, there you go. All right, next up, we've got International Feature Film.
2: Yep, this one, it's another boring choice. Um, another round is, uh, it's a pretty fun one. It's on Hulu now. Not really a whole lot of buzz but it's the only one that has any kind of buzz at all. I mean, you compare this to last year with Parasite, where that was the underdog from the beginning, really popular. A lot of people liked it. Um, and so this time, what, what tells me this one's got it in the bag is that Another Round also got a Best Director nod. So oh. people seem to have watched it in the Academy, which I think often is not, not all that common uh, for Best International Film uh and so this is the only one with any buzz and any other big nod here so i think uh once again there's really not much of an underdog at play we just have a a clear winner
1: okay okay so yeah it's minus 1000 so hard hard to argue there so uh moving on to what are we looking at film editing is that right
2: yep film editing so Film editing, uh, this, this one's got some interesting history, and this is where we start to get into the guilds, which are kind of an interesting way to judge the odds. Yeah. And can because, I tell you real quick, yeah. I honestly
1: don't know how you judge film editing in an award capacity. I really don't know. You can say this film had better editing than the other one. That seems we're so far into the weeds. I, I don't know how you'd even vote on this.
2: Well, this is another problem, which is that the people who vote on it, I think, also don't know, don't care, don't really think about film (laughs) editing that much. Um, Well, because if if you look into it, the Guild is probably the best way to judge it. So the Guild Award for editing actually hasn't been done yet. um, But there is a correlation that happens between editing and best picture. So for 33 consecutive years, uh, every best picture winner had also been nominated for the best film editing Oscar. Mm. And two thirds of best picture winners have also won the Oscar for best film editing i didn't so know that what that tells me is uh that ultimately the what goes into this decision is that people just assume the movie I'm voting for for Best Picture also must have had the best editing
1: because I liked it yeah so yeah
2: yeah i don't think, I don't think there's a ton although I disagree ultimately because of that logic with uh where the market is right now uh so sound of metal seems to be uh the one that people think will get it but nomad land being the uh, the almost a lock if not a lock for best picture best director it seems like it's more likely to get a sweep to me than to split between editing and picture
1: wow that's a that's a hell of a payout you're calling for a major upset right here
2: this is the one <laughs> this is the one piece of controversy I'll give you tonight I think is there best wow okay
1: all right so nomad land uh, it was plus 700 on Saturday. It's plus 900 now. That's a hell of a payout if you're right, man.
2: Well, I, uh, I'll i take the blame if I'm wrong. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. The science is on my side. Much like Nate Silver, I'm going in confident. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: leave that one alone writing original screenplay next up this always okay for me personally anecdotally i always think this has the most interesting winner like this is the movie that probably should have won best picture but they're like no we can't we can't give pulp fiction best picture we're going to give you best screenplay things like that
2: i agree completely because this is one where they let things like comedies and weird stuff actually win uh they don't they don't feel like it once again kind of takes down the night if they give a you know a movie like uh you think like stuff like sideways can win for (laughs) picture It can't win for picture, but it can win for writing. Right. Uh, and so this this time, I think that's going to play out as well. Uh, and then once again, I agree with the market, which is Promising Young Woman is... It's a movie that's fairly controversial, kind of a dark comedy. And so by nature of its tone, uh, and the fact that honestly, it owes a lot to Tarantino, I think it's it's very much in that tradition of they'll give Promising Young Woman this and probably not anything else.
1: Mm. So she was... Promising young woman, not a a successful young woman. Really,
2: the Academy Awards. I suppose so. Although, you know, as a comedy, this this is the equivalent of winning Best Picture. That's true. That's true.
1: All right, we are looking at writing adapted screenplay. This is people that copied off somebody else's notes and taking credit for it.
2: That was the cohen Brothers described how they wrote No Country for Old Men as there needed to be two of them because one would hold the book open and the other would take (laughs) Very good. So uh, this one, uh, you know, it's. Dependent on whether we have the logic I talked about with editing, where somebody says, "Well, I think Nomadland was best," therefore I'm going to vote for it for everything, uh, or if we go with the guilds, and so um, the guilds gave Borat's subsequent movie film the mm-hmm. award. Which there's a there's a couple twists here. One is that Nomadland was not uh, was not qualified to, it was not eligible for the WGA award uh because they're actually really picky and a lot of the times the stuff that gets nominated uh, is from writers who are not in the guild so not really clear what would happen there what i would argue actually between Nomad Land and Borhat is both of them are kind of bad choices in terms of writing because both of them are largely improvised movies so it seems like if we're gonna pick one to give it to it might be one that actually was like intentionally written to, to be the movie it is uh instead of like let's get rudy giuliani in a room and see what happens it's not <laughs> yeah. that's not amazing writing necessarily. Um, But yeah, I I actually, uh, I I think Nomadland probably is your best pick, but Borat has potential to be an upset because also it's a a comedy and it's writing.
1: Mm, Man, Nomadland's losing a little steam here. It was plus 450 when I sent you the message on Saturday, minus 275 now. So people are getting off it. It looks like the father
2: oddly has a little bit of momentum here. Did you see that one? I did see it and, uh, it's fine. I, you know, it's one of those ones where I think it came out at the right time. Uh, these, these nominations this year are very end of the year heavy, I think because, you know, there was COVID maybe changed things a little bit. So anything that was still going to come out probably was something that they thought wouldn't make a lot of money. So they sort of dumped it on streamers toward the end of the year at the very beginning of 2021, really. And so, uh, I think the father just happened to be released at the right time, but it's kind of just like your, your standard, uh, sick old person you know kind of tragic movie mm, yeah i guess i can
1: see where that timing was everything there all right nomad land clean sweeps here so far cinematography how do you judge cinematography because it's so interesting to me because you know an, a big outdoor epic movie has this you know the, the, the mountains in the background and, and you know clouds and or a quiet movie that's shot largely indoors i don't know how you even compare the two they're so different but the Academy
2: seems to know how to differentiate. <laughs> well, they they know how to vote you know, based on whatever their wins <laughs> are. Sure. Um, I, you know, Nomadland, I, I actually think the, the most impressive thing about Nomadland, other than maybe Francis McDormand, uh, was the cinematography. It's a gorgeous movie, uh, and it's showing off cinematography in a way that, like, it's not really showing off writing, I'd say. But it, an interesting twist here is uh, Mank won the Guild Award for cinematography, and if we want to talk about the nerdy craft of cinematography, Mank being a black and white kind of homage to Wells, but also having David Fincher's particular perfectionism. I think that you can see why people would go with that. I think it's the, probably the most elaborate form of craft in cinematography we see on the list this year. Whereas like, you know, trial of the Chicago seven, Aaron Sorkin has an eye for bland cable. So I don't know why that's (laughs) even on there. Um, So this one, it's, it's tough for me to say because the, the market seems very sure Nomadland gets it, and if it's a sweep, it's a sweep, and that could be its own momentum. But uh, if the Guild likes Mank, that might be enough to get that its award, and just like One Night in Miami kind of getting its token award, I wouldn't be surprised if Mank walks away with this and nothing else, just to say, we kind of like this movie, but we're not going to give it anything bigger.
1: Right, right. And it was black and white, and cinematographers just jerk themselves off to shooting in black and white, don't they?
2: Yeah, and people who haven't seen Mank probably are like, "Well, it must look good. It's black and white, so I'll just vote for that." So yeah. I think there's there's that factor at play.
1: Just a quick aside here about Mank. It's I don't know if it's the technology or if it's Fincher and his his DP communicating with each other. It just it yes, it is black and white, but it didn't look that great to me. It, it was fine, but you're thinking of Orson Wells and that and then that black and white and holy shit. It just I don't know. It kind of felt flat compared to Wells.
2: Yeah, I think everything about Mank kind of well, fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it got nominated for everything, and I, I'm still skeptical that anybody really watched it. I think it's just one of those ones where they're like, this seems like the kind of thing that we like, so I guess we'll nominate it. They love movies about movies, man.
0: Hey, Djens, I need to tell you about MyBookie.ag. They are the industry's best online sports book and casino, and boy, do they have a deal for you. Sign up now. Using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN and the fine, folks at MyBookie will match you dollar for dollar up to 1,000 smackaroos. That is extra money you can bet on. NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and of course, Major League Baseball because baseball is back in full swing. And We want you all to hit a grand slam by betting, winning, and getting paid with MyBookie. Guess who's back? Back again. MyBookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DGEN's proud to say that we're the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Alright, we are moving on to Best Director. Who do you like? I'm I'm just, I'm I'm so excited. pins and needles. What are you going to (laughs) say?
2: Yeah, You don't even need to ask me for these last two. I thought it would build tension, but I think it just diminished it. (laughs) Um, So Chloe Zhao, as director of Nomadland, has all the momentum here. She's won pretty much every award leading up to this. She's the DGA winner, uh, which I think I looked up, and it looks like there's only been seven mismatches between winners, between uh, the director or the DGA award and then the Oscar for directing. One of them, interestingly, though, was last year where Sam Mendes won it, and then Parasite went on to do a sweep. So there, there's a chance for an upset, but I don't know who it would be. Uh, like in that case, this credit kind of came down to Bong Joon Ho and Sam Mendes. Here, it's basically Chloe Zhao, and uh, nobody else has won anything. So mm-hmm. I I can't, in good conscience, tell you to vote for an underdog here or to bet on an underdog here. Okay,
1: that's yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of money you got to put up just to win hundred bucks, right? Twenty five hundred. Yeah, minus Yeah, and, you know, you, you mentioned the the China controversy. Yes, yes, it, I wanted to touch on that.
2: I, you know, I I doubt that Oscar uh, the Academy voters are really locked into that. I think that they're in the in the like the people who will cave to that kind of pressure are certainly uh, the people with money, the people who are making blockbusters who need to make a lot of money. But like you know, Nomadland was never uh, that was never a big movie. None of the ones that got nominated this year really made any money. And so I, th- I think this year is going to be kind of a fluke, although I don't think the impulse to look at China's reaction is terrible. And I also I can't see China really holding it against Hollywood going forward uh, because, I, you know, I don't know. This is a movie that honestly, I don't think people will remember that well. I don't think people will be watching it that much in 10 years. <laughs> the uh, controversy is we should remind
1: people the, you know, or just tell them in case they don't know. Nomadland is banned in China. So my thing is, will Hollywood really bite the hand that feeds them, and not, and you know, award the the, their highest honor to a movie that you know can't be seen in China?
2: And you say no. This is not a movie that I think will play outside of regions of the U.S. very well, let alone China. (laughs) It it does well in Nebraska, and
1: that's about it. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, there is a little bit of Nebraska in the movie, although honestly, yeah, they, they filmed a little bit in very western Nebraska. And uh, that being said, I don't know a single person other than me who is in Nebraska and has watched it. So oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I, don't, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't think I, don't, I know, you, know
1: anybody in Canada either, Tom. So.
2: <laughs> well, now the, the Twitter narrative about Nomadland is that it's pro-Amazon just because it doesn't get into people peeing in their trucks and bottles and stuff. And so I don't know. Now, now people have just found their reason to hate it without even watching it. Like, it, it's a fine little movie. But, yeah, yeah this, this is not going to be a movie that leaves a big impact.
1: But they have the chance to give a woman their first Best director, right? Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's a, it's a decently directed movie. Let's give it to her. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got, no, I've got no skin in this game. Yeah. All right. Best actress, supporting role. What do we got?
2: Well, so this is another one where we have a movie where I think that the, the Academy would like to give it to somebody who's a little bit groundbreaking. So there's the movie Minari, which is about uh, Korean immigrants coming to the U.S. And uh, it's a family drama the kind that you haven't really seen uh, from this perspective. It's not really like a groundbreaking movie in the sense of uh, its plot or anything like that, but I think it's a, it's a, kind of a feel good dramatic movie, a family drama from a different perspective. And so that one uh, won the SAG award. It's the progressive pick, although it has kind of a minimal overall profile. So I'd say uh, that's probably your front runner, just like the markets have said. However, I think there's a decent chance that uh, Borat's daughter, Maria Bakalova gets it because occasionally the the Academy will like to do something that's a little bit more uh, a little bit of a twist, and that would be a fun award to give out because it'd probably be a funny speech. So like if I'm if I'm Steven Soderbergh and I'm producing the Oscars this year, I probably want uh, a little bit of humor yeah. to come in occasionally, as opposed to these are all like Nomadland. Uh, Walter Shaw called it poverty porn, and if that's <laughs> the Oscars, I mean like Parasite kind of was that too, but it was funny, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we might want a little bit of humor and entertainment. So just on that alone, and the fact that it was a good performance, I think Borat, uh, Borat's daughter, Maria Bakalova, has a decent chance of uh, the upset. Oh, nice.
1: Okay. There you go. I like that because it's uh, minus 450 for Minari and plus 400 for Borat's daughter. There you go. Actor in a supporting role next up.
2: Yeah, Whoa. so this is another one where uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya has won everything. Uh, so SAG award winner, it's the progressive pick. Huge awards campaign from the studio. Minimal real competition. Although interestingly, Lakeith Stanfield clearly plays the main character in that movie, uh, and, and has won nothing because they put him in supporting role against his his co-star. So I mean, I, and honestly, I think that was a better performance. But yeah, here because Daniel Kaluuya has not lost a single thing leading up to it. He's the only one with any momentum. I think you got to pick the the front runner. Okay.
1: Yeah. Minus twenty five hundred. he probably takes it 96 percent of the
2: time yeah Yeah. okay moving on actress in a leading role so this is it's the market surprises me a little bit here uh i would have thought Frances McDormand had this in the bag if nomad lands is sweeping everything but uh she's really not got as much momentum as i would have guessed i mean she makes that movie it's a movie that's entirely based on like what's going on on her face because there wasn't much of a script and uh, she doesn't do a whole lot, but uh, Viola Davis won the SAG. And uh, she's once again, the progressive pick huge awards campaign from the studio. I've seen her uh, all over TV. 60 minutes has been replaying a a profile on her like every week. Um, Although Carrie Mulligan seems to be the one with the most momentum, according to the markets. And uh, as the edgy pick, I think there's a chance, but I'd go, I'd go Viola Davis here.
1: Okay, and no Francis
2: McDormand, huh? no chance. You know, i i I'd give her a chance as well. Actually, I I would have guessed that either of those two would have been ahead of Kerry Mulligan, but hmm. uh, maybe the markets are onto something. I don't know. I'm 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 not sure what to think here. Okay, well we can
1: you're catching plus lines on both of them. You can split a bet up pretty easy and still turn a profit on those two. So all right, no, well, let's do it. All right, yeah, let's do it. Actor in a leading role. Tell me why I shouldn't mortgage my house and put it on one particular individual.
2: Well, so Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away, uh, kind of surprisingly. It's one of those things where I don't know how Disney did not know that he had a terminal illness. But, uh, you know, he had some buzz both from Five Bloods and uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And like we already talked about, Spike Lee doesn't seem to ever catch a break with the Academy. So he got nominated for the other one. And uh, he's won the SAG, the Globe Critics' Choice Award. Once again, he's got all the momentum. The only thing... That he didn't win was uh, the BAFTA, which is the British Film Awards, like the British Oscars, more or less, which went to Anthony Hopkins. Oh, of course. Although, oh,
1: those fucking snobs.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt that will make much of a difference in the end, though. So, yeah, it, you could maybe try Anthony Hopkins and hope that he's going to get kind of like a, a career best. You know, occasionally they like to give it to the old person. who's just like, well, he'll probably die soon. Let's give him an, an Oscar. Uh, like Peter O'Toole was one of those ones where that would come up every year. Uh, but yeah I, I i'd be shocked if chadwick doesn't get it
1: yeah I, I tend to think you're probably right i think that's probably the biggest lock of the the night all right this is it this is what you've been building up to tom this is your moment to shine best picture
2: yeah yeah uh so as you might guess i think Nomad Land <laughs> is uh almost certainly gonna get it i'd be so shocked if it doesn't because there's really just no nothing else really has any momentum i think uh if for some reason you're right that the china thing has any kind of impact probably the next safe harmless but still kind of activism pick would be the trial of the chicago seven um that's the kind of like annoying safe basically like propaganda movie uh that aaron sorkin has wanted to make forever and he made it and it's it's like it is what it is whatever it's kind of in that it's it's like uh it is like a few good men, but minus the amazing performances.
1: Oh, so it's it's period. It's predictable. It's uh, a little bit safe and dumb. Is everything?
2: Yeah, but it's got a like a clear progressive message, but also a progressive message that clearly believes in institutions. So it's not. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I i wouldn't I wouldn't be one hundred percent shocked if that somehow is the one that like if anybody says oh we don't want to we don't want to piss off China let's get let's give it to Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Uh, yeah, that wouldn't piss off anybody. Well, except anybody who thinks that these awards matter. Oh, well, uh, yeah. But so the the PGA winner, uh, the Producers Guild Award, that is, uh, has won 21 out of the last 30 years uh, for Best Picture, exception once again being 1917. So last year was a big upset, and maybe we're starting to see a trend away from the guilds, but uh, Nomadland won that. And it's got, once again, pretty much all the momentum. So I'm pretty sure we know what, what's going to win here.
1: Hey, but if you don't feel like throwing the throwing the 600 down to win 100, go ahead and take Trial of Chicago 7.
2: Yes. Plus and 500. I, I still hope that uh, every year they'll have Warren Beatty come out and give the wrong movie Best Picture. Let's just make it a tradition. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Who gave Marissa Tomei the Academy Award for uh, Best Supporting Actress and supposedly read her name wrong?
2: I don't I don't remember that. Read the, read the
1: card wrong and it wasn't supposed to be her, but oh well, Well, we made a mistake.
2: Those are fun. You know, we, we're we not going to have a whole lot of fun at the awards this year, so uh, we may as well make it a mess. That's, do, that's my general philosophy. What do you
1: think they're going to beat us over the heads with at the Academy? Is it actually going to be in person or are they going to do it Zoom calls or?
2: They're doing a mixture, I believe, because some people uh, are not going to be in the country. So like Anthony Hopkins is old and lives in England, so I don't think they're going to make him fly over. Uh, to lose but uh you <laughs> know it, uh, it's steven steven soderbergh is in charge of it he's producing this year and that that gives me a little bit of hope that i might not have had like i watched the golden globes which were terrible <laughs> and uh, watching a bunch of people accept awards on zoom is not very fun entertainment so i think there's really no chance anyone watches this no matter what and also nobody's seen the movies i think there was some study that came out that uh like less than half of people who say that they really care about the awards has even heard of the movies nominated for Best Picture this year.
1: I believe it. I believe it. I can't remember them. being, I, I'm, I'm so far out of touch now. I used to watch movies a lot and I'm, you know, it, it all changed. I'm, I'm so out of touch.
2: Well, you know, it's, this is not a, a list that uh, I think inspires a ton of confidence. It's, it's like a nice list. They're nice little small movies. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the, the best chance we have for a fun night is Soderbergh is innovative and might try something fun. But I don't know what that will be. So we'll, I'll leave that up to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good luck. All right, Tom. Thank you very much for stopping by, dropping some knowledge on us. Um, I guess we'll do it again, maybe next year, or maybe three years from now. <laughs> three? You know, there's an
2: awards, there's a, there's an Oscars every year. You what? know. I mean, it's not it. a three years. It's not like an Olympics.
1: <laughs> yeah, presidential election. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, Tom. Yeah. Do you,
1: want, do you want to give out any of your information? We can cut this out if you don't want to. Do you want to people to follow you or be aware of your existence
2: or no? Well, is it going to come back to bite me? I don't know what you got. Probably. Probably. I don't know what trash listeners you have. And if they're going to stop
1: me and kill me. These are the worst people on earth, Tom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, degenerates. Um, You you could follow. There's the new podcast, The Big Schmooze, which uh, Will and I are starting on YouTube, which is kind of like a side gig for me. Uh, You can look for that.
1: It's diametrically the opposite of everything we do on our podcast.
2: So you guys will love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And don't kill us, please.